So I sometimes get a lot of anxiety when recording these, and then I end up, like, ghosting you guys on, like, social media, and not talking about why didn't I upload an episode last week, or where am I, or how's my health, or anything, because I have, like, an anxiety attack, and I just leave. Um, it's really great. And I'm working on it with my therapist, okay? Do not come for me. I'm working on it. Um, <clears throat> But yes, I did not upload an episode last week, and I have a good explanation, it's a good reason, okay? I was, I had a celiac plexus block for my mouth, and I was in the hospital most of the day, and then I was drugged up the rest of the day, so I could have recorded, but honestly I just wanted to enjoy the pain-free-ish day that I had, even though this time they used a different steroid, And I'm pretty sure my kidney didn't process it properly because it didn't last as long and uh, didn't manage all of my symptoms. But also that could just be because my mouth is getting worse. I don't really know. Either way, the mouth getting worse is really scary. So that's awesome. It's so slay, sister. Um, But first off, you're probably like, what is a plexus block on? What are you even talking about? Um, Unless you have mouths, you know. But I'm guessing you... Okay, you might but I'm guessing not all of you do. So basically a plexus block is, well, the celiac plexus is a bundle of nerves in your upper abdomen and it connects to like the pancreas, gallbladder, intestines, liver, stomach. And that's why when you have mouths and it's being compressed, it causes pain in those areas and it can cause problems in them functioning basically at all. And um, the block is basically when they inject either anesthetic and steroids or just anesthetic into the nerves and it damages them so they basically tell you they stop sending the brain signals that you're in pain or you're having symptoms so you're still having them but the brain is like eh, i don't feel it so it's not happening which is really interesting i think that our bodies are like that that all we have to do is just tell our brain it's not happening and then our brain thinks it's not happening and then you stop feeling the symptoms it's really weird and then it makes me wonder if we're in a simulation i could fall down a whole rabbit hole of like confusion with that um whatever so yeah that was my last thursday and it was basically we were there from like what eight o'clock till one and then i went home and i tried to eat but i ended up just falling asleep because i hadn't been sleeping the last two weeks because i had been in so much pain and then i got ice cream in the evening and that was pretty that was good like i still can't eat fully when i do my plexus blocks because i have um superior mesentery artery syndrome mass so i still have the blockage so i usually end up draining some of the food um because it causes me that causes me discomfort but also it won't go through the smas um but i still can eat and the eating itself does not cause pain or nausea i don't vomit afterwards which is amazing um i'm also able to breathe better but which is also why though even though they used a different steroid and it didn't seem to process in my kidneys as well because it, my labs the next day showed that um but why we do think my mouth is also getting worse is um my breathing had been so bad that i hadn't even really realized because I've always kind of been the type of person to just be like, this is a normal autumn thing and not realize, no, this isn't a normal thing at all. Um, when I was younger, I had my tonsils taken out because they were so big that I couldn't um, breathe properly then. 
and for the longest time i didn't think that normal people um breathed through their mouths that was how bad they were um so when they were taken out i was able to like breathe through my mouth and i remember my mom likes to bring this up because i was like wait that's what normal people do i thought that was and that was normal right because that had been my normal for so long so like i don't realize what normal isn't like what isn't normal but i feel like it's normal so um Apparently, when I came out of the operating room, I don't remember telling my mom this. I was really in and out because they sedate me. But I kept telling her, I can breathe, I can breathe, I can breathe, I feel a release, I can take a deep breath. And now, sitting here right now, I realize that is so true. Like, after the block is worn off, because it only lasts about eight hours for me. Um, because, like, right now, I'm in t I have to take breaks between recording segments. I don't know if you can notice or not. Because it's so hard for me to take breaths. Um, like, it literally hurts to take anything deeper than a shallow breath. Um, it feels like a burning band just compressing on me. So, that's not good. Um, and that is very different than the last block that I had, which was in November. Because even then it hadn't even gotten as, wasn't that bad. Um, so, that really concerned my mom. It really freaked her out. Um, and it now freaks me out too because I hadn't realized how bad it had gotten. Um, and I bet you're wondering, like, well, what do you mean you can't breathe? You know, this has to do with your stomach, Autumn. You d it doesn't hurt your lungs. It actually isn't, like, it isn't causing me, like, lung problems, so to speak. But basically, the ligament, the median arcuate ligament, um, the ba it's a band of the diaphragm that attaches to the right of and the left of my sides. And the way it's positioned on thoracic and lumbar part of my spine it's when the ligament falls down onto the, or lowers onto the celiac artery, and um, it positions it higher on the aorta, causing it to cross over and compress the celiac artery and surround tissues that can include the celiac plexus nerve. If you couldn't tell, I was kind of reading off what I wrote down. But that can cause compromised blood flow, it can cause inflammation changes in the oxygen, um, and it can also cause nutrients in the in organs and nerve to not be absorbed and nerve damage. So, and nerve irritation, obviously, thus then the pain. So, like, that's basically what's happening, is I basically have a band around me that's tightening all the time. And it's causing nerve pain and stuff. And so when you get the block, obviously, it shuts off the nerve pain and releases that. And so I'm able to breathe a little better. Um... But anyways, that's not really the point of this. Well, kind of is. The kind of is, because so in a couple days, it's Median Arcuate Ligament Syndrome Awareness Day. And I'm not going to go into as depth as I did with my SMAS awareness post, because I've only been diagnosed with mouse for about six months. I've probably had it my whole life, but I am still not as savvy and aware, and I haven't had as much treatment in it. So if you want to find more about mouths, there are plenty of other better people on Instagram and on social media than me that have had surgeries. They're living um, further along in their chronic illness journey. They, their symptoms are somewhat more managed or if quote unquote better. Why I say quote unquote is I don't like using the term, oh, their lives are better because when you're chronically ill, anything can happen. It can change. So, but they are further along in their treatment of mouse because the surgery is the best possible treatment for it because that releases the nerves it releases the diaphragm it releases everything well not everything but you get it um so that's basically where i'm at is that was the plexus block last week and that was really 
kind of scary um, realizing how bad everything's gotten because I also compartmentalize and disassociate my pain so much to a point that I'm probably in a lot more pain than I really realize. Um, and I just kind of have gotten so used to dealing with it for the last, untreated for the last seven years that I can disassociate really, really well. And I've done neuro and biofeedback for several years, so I'm really good at just kind of dis detaching it from me. But so that's great when you're in a lot of pain, but it's also not good when you're trying to figure out how bad something is, right? Like if my leg was cut off, it's great that I'm not feeling the pain, but we also need to know, okay, is the leg going to get infected or not, right? Like, oh my God, your leg's cut off. That's kind of bad. Um, so it, it's not exactly the greatest thing too that I've had to be able to learn this skill because it's gone untreated due to doctor not dealing with me for so long, um, which is concerning, just saying. Um, and they're blah, blah, blah. So yeah, it, and that goes along on also just like, so... I did want to talk about the diagnostic, no, diagnosticness of mouths, diagnosticness, dealing of getting diagnosed with mouths, because for me, it basically consisted of, before I got finally diagnosed with the doctors at John Hopkins, four years of doctors being like, it's too rare, you can't possibly have it, we will give you an ultrasound, but we're not going to do it right, we're just going to make sure we do it so you can't sue us for it later if you do have mouths, and you probably don't though because it's too rare. Um, and I bet you're like, what do you mean they didn't do it right? Um, when we went to Mary Bridge Tacoma in Seattle, Washington, Tacoma in Washington, in Seattle area, um, I was told by my awesome GI, and that's with sarcasm, I call him Dr. Asshole, I will not say his name, but it sounds like asshole, so if you know, you know, um, but he sent us there, saying I was going to get a feeding tube, because I was so malnourished, and they would send me home, they didn't, they basically trapped us, told my mom that if she tried to take me home, they would call CPS on her, and understand, we were not aware of our rights then in the medical community, but even then, that's how they get you in hospitals and stuff, is you have rights. You have rights to say no, you have rights. And this is in the United States. It also depends on states. Um, so if you're out of the United States, I don't know what it is like for you. But you can still refuse treatment. They will still threaten CPS on you, which is Child Protective Services if you don't live in the United States. Um, but my mom and I were terrified, so she we got me admitted, and they put a tube down me. It was just an NG, so it didn't go past the blockage. So I was still having all my symptoms, and they just, you know, I went basically force-fed for the next two weeks again. It was basically children's all over again, um, except with more nutrition shakes, Kate Farms. And eventually, they pulled the tube and were just like, you drink Kate Farms, which I was like, whatever. Um, and we begged for an vascular ultrasound, which is how they can determine sometimes if you have mouse. Now, mouse can sometimes not show up on any testing. Sometimes the celiac plexus block is the only way to determine if you even have it. And even then, sometimes that doesn't work. It's just the surgery that can determine if you have mouse. Because it's such the way everyone's body is form is different and, you know, is formed differently. And that can, I mean, that can affect everything. So... So you're supposed to do the ultrasound. Um, my body just made a weird noise. You're supposed to do the ultrasound fasted. And I had eaten lunch and they came in with the ultrasound cart and they're like, let's go, let's go see, let's test you. I was also sitting upright 
And when I got a proper vascular ultrasound in the last, uh, probably almost eight months ago, I was laying down and fasted. Um, and they didn't, they said they didn't see anything. If I look at the, I've looked at the velocities now and they actually are somewhat in the range for mouths, but they said that I didn't have mouths. I had nothing wrong with me. I just needed to eat. Now, my mom and I had no idea there was any other testing possible for mouths. We weren't even really sure what vascular compressions were. And because for so long doctors had given me tests and then told me, you know, nothing's wrong with you, we believed them. And it, because of that, they led to a delay in my diagnosis. Because if they had at least said, you know, hey, you know, it didn't show up here, but we can run another test, they didn't even care. They were just like, it's too rare, you can't possibly have mouths. The end. No story done. Um, and now, like I'd like to point out too how mouths can get worse is we had an ultrasound done, like I said, nine months ago, and it had showed the velocities were in the range of mouths, even though then, even though then they actually said that I didn't have mouths, but then it also said celiac plexus seems to be compressed. So that's like, there's, because also it's controversial for some reason, vascular compressions are so controversial with some doctors. Like, I don't even understand that. Um, so anyways... Because of the doctors telling me it's too rare to care and gaslighting me, it once again led to a delay in diagnosis. And MALS needs to be treated very, not as soon as possible, well it does, but it needs to be at least managed or have doctors aware of that you have it. Um, because over time it can cause, you know, me uh, chronic mesentery ischema. Of, so basically your organs stop getting enough blood, it can cause gallbladder problems, pancreas problems, aneurysm problems, um, it can cause gastroparesis, liver problems, um, SIBO sometimes, reflux, acid, um, and definitely POTS, which I have developed, or postural orthotic tachycardia, which I have developed through. I believe it actually is more for my Lyme disease, but my mouse does not help. And also acute and chronic pain and pancreatitis. So it is it needs to be managed or at least understood and treated as soon as it can be and possibly surgery given if it is severe enough that you feel like it needs surgery some people with mouths never end up getting surgery some people with mouths never end up getting a feeding tube and that's totally okay because sometimes it isn't it, it it's not the biggest concern in their life it's when it's starting to affect your day-to-day -day. like me it's hard for me to breathe we've shown that my pancreas isn't functioning properly sometimes it's shown that i have other issues because of my mouth so obviously i need a gj tube so overall it's not everybody is different too that's why sometimes it mouse does show up on the testing and sometimes it doesn't but anyways it was because of these doctors that i had delay in diagnosis um and even then you know, it was still hard for me to fight for a diagnosis now because my NG tube had been replaced last year and the doctor then was like, I think she might have mouse too. She should get tested. Um, and like I said, we did the ultrasound. We did an MRA and that showed the hook formation of the ligament pressing on the uh, arteries, not the arteries, ugh, in the arteries and the nerves and stuff. And so that showed I had mouse. And basically, like... It was a relief to know that I had mouths, but it was also extremely frustrating because I can't get surgery right now until my body's in a better place. And because of the neglect of doctors for the last five, seven years, I've lost so much weight. I've gotten into so much malnutrition that my body is very scared. It's in survival mode still. Now, one, 
some positive things for anyone that's like, oh my god, Autumn, your podcast is always so sad. You always talk about sad stuff. I didn't cry this episode, okay? I haven't cried yet, so don't come for me. I'm not gonna cry this episode. I'm working on it. Um, but my labs are actually finally stable for the first time in seven years for the last three months. My electrolyte labs, my white blood cells have gone up. They were in the negatives, and now I have normal white blood cells. Like, I have somewhat a normal functioning body in that way. All of my vitamins are totally fine, and my lipase amylase are fine. Everything is normal, so that's actually really good, and we're possibly going to start searching, well, not searching, getting a date for surgery on the books now because my body's in a good place and my Lyme is being treated properly for once, finally. Well, no, it was being treated by people in California really well. I'm not saying for once and finally. I mean, like, it's finally getting to a good place through all the treatment that we've done. So, but it's because of these doctors that's taken it so long. And that's the dangerous part, right? Is people not being aware. I mean, I, when we've gone in for my plexus blocks, the first doctor we met last, not last time, but the first time, he knew what Miles was. This last doctor, I feel like, knew it, but wasn't as savvy because he was kind of just like, when are you getting surgery? And the last doctor was like, oh, okay, so it's caused you, you've had a lot of malnourishment, you can't just go in and get surgery. Um, because what we want is we want the open surgery because a lot of people with SMAS have better success with the open than with the laparoscopic. So anyways, I'm getting so off topic here. Well, off, am I really? I'm just talking my mouth. But anyways, I'm basically saying that, like, the way that I was treated to feel like though that also I didn't have it and it was too rare for me to even care made me not want to pursue the diagnosis because when the one doctor the doctor that recommended us to get another vascular ultrasound said i think she has mouse i remember telling my mom mouse i don't think i have mouse they tested for that can't that rule that out they ruled it out already and once again you can do all the testing under the sun and you could still have mouse and it might not show up so but they had told us that and we had been gaslit by that and we believed that and no one i mean we had no idea and it was just me and my mom advocating for me once again so it was just it's really interesting i guess and odd how basically but also if the doctors had found i had mouse it means they would have had to admit that i wasn't just not choosing to eat and they would have had to do more and it would have been really hard that's what i like to think and it would be they would have to do their job you guys it would have been difficult on them so my plexus block, you know, was awesome, but it also shed some light on things. And my biggest thing with mouths and awareness is I just want there to be more people that are aware that not everything is the way it seems and not everything is what doctors tell you. You have so much more ability. It is not weird to go get a second opinion. It is not, people will be like, shame you for doctor jumping. We've gone. My, my chart has like six different systems in it because we've jumped so many times. But you know why? Because these doctors, the doctors that we've seen, do not listen and they do not care. But then if you go see other doctors, right, then you'll get shamed and it'll be like, ooh, you know, you seek out other doctors. You, you know, your mom must be Munchausen's. That's literally what we've been told is we seek out other doctors. Yes, because me and my mom in our pastime like to go to doctor appointments. The other day we had a doctor appointment for my shoulder it's a whole other issue going on and the doctor appointment went amazing by the way it was 
incredibly awesome but we were so nervous even though we knew it was gonna worst case scenario go bad we just leave him that me and my mom didn't sleep that night we didn't even tell each other we didn't say that and then the next morning i was like did you sleep last night and she's like no and i was like great because we're so hyper vigilant of doctors not hearing us and doctors also shaming us for being like didn't you already see a doctor for this why are you seeing me and that's just not right because you should have you should not be shamed for basically seeking out answers for why your body is functioning the way it is and why it isn't functioning properly and that in of itself is like such a dark part of our medical system that you will get shamed for doing what you think is right for your body you'll get shamed for trying to seek medical care for your body like what the hell like oh my god so yeah it whatever in the end it was just like really and it pisses me off and it will make my mom mad if i talk to her about it because yeah it caused a delay in my diagnosis for mouse and you know now i have to get plexus blocks every six months not six months six weeks until my possible surgery whenever that will be because me and my gi agree that i'm in so much freaking pain all the time hopefully next time they'll give me the right steroid i should ask um that i need it because it is literally causing me to not sleep and not be able to function most days which is so incredibly awesome because it literally feels like a band of fire compressing down on my chest and my back and causing me not able to breathe or function and and it gets like i don't take breaks off my feeds i'm on feeds 24 7 to get as much calories and electrolytes as i can even though i do iv hydration so like and i'm running my feed rate very high which i am very proud of i work so hard for that that is another i guess good thing happening with my body except that's probably what's causing the increased amount of pain so it's like one of those negative positive things it's like this is great but also it's probably not which is a whole other thing i probably should turn down my rate but you know (sighs) my mom is probably glaring at me if she could hear me right now but i do actually turn it down halfway through the day that's not true because it gets i turn it like a half all the way down but anyways that's not the point what I'm saying is, is I don't get a break from basically eating all day. And so that's what causes even more pain because it's irritating the nerves constantly. So it's just, it's great. And that's, that's life right now for me. And the reason why mouse needs a more awareness is so I don't want any other girls or boys or whoever to end up having to be so in a malnourished state that they have to wait so long to possibly get surgery that their body starts getting majorly affected and that's because of doctors once again and it's like we need to spread awareness so blue is the mouse awareness color by the way so wear like light blue so if you want to wear that and i believe it's the 17th i'm gonna look it up i'm pretty sure it's the 17th so if i'm wrong then i will uh what's it like eat my thumb or something i don't know what the saying is um which i'm probably am wrong but i'm pretty sure it's the 17th um so just keep that in mind make sure to spread awareness because it is another vascular compression that needs awareness out of all of them they all need a lot of awareness vascular compressions in general need a lot of awareness but mouse is just another one that needs awareness so thank you for listening to this little ramble sesh this 
I don't know how long this is gonna be, and this is probably all over the place, I probably sound crazy, I've taken a lot of breaks, I probably sound weird and out of breath, but now you know why. So, yeah, I hope you enjoy this little update. Um, no, I'm not really drinking any new juice. I'm really, like, enjoying, uh, chestnut praline lattes at Starbucks, and Capri Suns what else? Snapples. I've been really into strawberry kiwi snapples again. So I don't, that's probably not good. But yeah. So thank you for listening. And I hopefully, hopefully I'll see you next week. I will see you next week. I'm putting it out into the universe. Hold me accountable. I'll do it. I promise. Unless like something really bad happens, which I'm not saying to happen universe. Do not have something bad happen to me. Everything is fine. (laughs) Okay. Bye.